Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 11th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. This is part of Faith and Patience. This this is Faith and Patience, Volume 5. I've been teaching on Faith and Patience for a while, but this vein that I'm flowing in right now is called Greater is Coming. It's Part 7. So the title of today's message is Focus on What's in Front of You. I know how hard this can be, and I'm going to deal with it today. But as believers, we have to learn in order for us to become the men and women that God has called us to be, in order to maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of us from the foundations of the world, we must learn to focus on what's in front of us right now. Now, let me give you a note before I get started. Uh, My wife and I traveled uh, on Sunday. Uh, My wife has some things to do. And so we're going to be traveling back tomorrow. We're traveling early in the morning. So tomorrow I will not be sharing today's word. Um, so I'm just going to be, I'll be on the road. And then, uh, then the next day I'll be back, right? So I do have thousands of messages on todaysword.org and a couple of thousand videos on our YouTube channel. So please go uh, to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina or todaysword.org uh, on tomorrow morning. So here we go. Let's get into the message for this morning. We've been studying the life of David. This is 1 Samuel chapter 16. Today we're going to look at verse 21. The Bible says in verse 21, So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor-bearer. David became his armor-bearer. So after the shepherd boy, David, was summoned to the palace, he was told what was going to be expected of him. They was like, all right, so listen, this is what's going on. The king, he keeps getting tormented by this evil spirit. And we heard that you could play the harp. And so what we need you to do is play the harp. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, play the harp. Now, now think about it. Put yourself in David's shoes for a minute. You were just anointed by the same prophet who anointed King Saul to be king, anointed you to be king. The prophet poured oil on your head. The spirit of the Lord came upon you in power from that moment. You know that you are called to be king. And when you show up at the palace, oh man, yes, what do you need? Yeah, we need you to play the harp. What? Play the harp. Now he knew he was called to be king. He knew he was called to be David, uh, Saul's successor. But you know what's interesting? David was just 17, but he exhibited you know, wisdom beyond his years. He never brought it up. He never said anything about it. He never got out ahead of God. And this is key. And this getting out ahead of God, I'm going to bring this up again uh, in this message today. So God calls us to do something, but many times it's not going to happen until he makes it happen. And so we have to have faith and patience, which is what the series is about. So there he was. He was like, all right, I'm supposed to play the harp. It's like, all right, fine. So he played the harp. And every time he played the harp, every time the king was tormented, they called for David. David came, played the harp, and he played the harp so well, the anointing was on him, that the king got peace. And then the king wrote another message to Jesse. And then this time he's like, 
Tell Jesse, this is what I want you to, to send this message. Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And the text that we read this morning says that the, that the king loved him, loved him so much that he asked him to be his armor bearer. So you're like, okay, well, Rick, many of you watching right now may not be familiar with the term armor bearer. So you're like, well, what is that? So an armor bearer, literally, it was what it sounds like, was a person that went with a, a warrior or in this case, a king and carried their armor, right? Some of this armor was very he heavy. It was, and so, so carry their armor. And there are many people in scripture that had armor bearers. So Abimelech, Judges 9, 54, um, Saul, obviously 1 Samuel 16 and 12, Jonathan, 1 Samuel 14, uh, 6 through 17, Joab, 2 Samuel 18 and 15. They all had armor bearers and there are more. Now, within the context of war, the armor bearer not only carried the weapons, but if the boss man um, wounded somebody, like with a javelin or with a sword or with an arrow, then the armor bearer will come and finish him off. Now, within the context of not being in war, so in a non-combat setting, an armor bearer wound up just being like an adjutant or an assistant. This meant that David was going to be the assistant for King Saul. Now, this is important, though, very important, because this meant that David was going to be around the king all the time. He was going to be exposed to the throne and to the monarchy. And this is very important because he didn't know anything about being a king. He was called to be a king, and now he has an opportunity to be around the king. He has an opportunity to be around King Saul and to see. He's going to learn things around the king that he couldn't learn around the sheep. And so he had to, instead of getting upset that he wasn't the king yet, he had to learn to focus on what was in front of him for right now. So what does this mean to you today? Today, I have two things to share with you in this morning. As I release these two, I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is saying. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. You must trust the fact that God is always working, that God is always at work in your life. You got to believe that God is working even when you don't know what he's doing, even when you can't see it, even when you don't understand it. Now, let's go back to David. David was minding his own business when God sent a prophet to his house to anoint him to be the next king of Israel. Now, David didn't know anything about being a king. And so he was like, man, what? what? You call me to do what? But he didn't even know it. But David had learned some lessons in the field, tending to his father's sheep, that was actually preparing him to become a leader of men. And my point here is that God is always preparing you in your today for your tomorrow, and you may not even understand it. And you mean that it's, okay, for those of you that are old enough to remember the movie uh, Karate Kid, you remember what Mr. Miyagi did, right? With uh, Daniel-san, right? You remember that? And so wax on, wax off, you know, paint the, the, the fence up and down and all this. And he was like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, teach me some karate. He was like, I already did. And so, so there are some things that God is doing for you today. And you're like, what is, what, what is this? And it's like one of those Mr. Miyagi moments. You don't even realize it, but later, it's like, boom, something happens, and you realize that when you thought you were doing X, you were actually doing Y, and God was preparing you yesterday for your today, and God is preparing you today for your tomorrow. And so when David got promoted in front of his family, and then he was like, oh, snap, I'm the next king of Israel, but then he had to go back and, and basically go back to tending sheep, uh, he was like, man, what am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed to get to the palace? Now, earlier in his life, earlier in David's life, he learned how to play the harp. And at the time, I'm sure David had no, well, I'm 100% positive. David had no idea that playing the harp 
was going to be part of him becoming king. Matter of fact, he didn't even have a desire to be king. Now, learning how to play the harp. When he was taking harp lessons, he didn't know that that thing was part of his destiny. When he was taking harp lessons, he didn't know that some way, somehow later in the future, God was going to take, boom, you know how to play the harp and use that as a piece, as a move on the chessboard of David's life to get him into the palace. Those harp lessons paid off and it got him into the palace. Once he got to the palace, he did everything that he did with the spirit of excellence. Boom, he got promoted again and then he became the armor bearer. Once he became the armor bearer, he did that with the spirit of excellence and he was doing everything that he did. He was around the king. And listen, Proverbs 13 and 20 says that both wisdom and foolishness can be transferred by association. So God will bring you around people. Some things are taught. Many things are just caught. God will place you around people that, that are doing what he has called you to do. And your job is not to say, hey, I'm called to do that too. No, your job is to shut up, to be around them and to listen and to observe and to watch and to learn. And when God places you in the presence of great men, great women, don't do all the talking. David was there and he was listening and he was watching. And while he was running errands for the king, he was learning how to be a king himself. Now, let me just say this. Notice that David did none of this on his own. It wasn't like David made this happen. And what's true for David is true for you. God is going to make some things happen. God will make, God is actually working on your life right now in ways that you don't even understand. Your job is just to make the most of the season that you're in so that you're ready when God releases you into the next season. You got it? All right, number two. I only have two things for you this morning. Number two, it takes humility to focus on your today when you, are, when you know that you're called to do greater. Now, this one right here struck a chord for me. It takes humility. What I don't want ever is to be um, in pride, right? I, I don't want to allow pride to get me outside of the will of God. And, and, and many times in my life, God has corrected me about this because if you're not careful, like, you know, you want to be who it is that God has called you to be. And you, you do want to spend time seeing yourself the way God sees you. And I believe God and I walk by faith and all of that stuff. And I am who God says I am. And I decree and I declare and all those things are great. But until God's timing comes, it, 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 if you're not careful, even declarations of faith and even things that are faith related can cause you to get over into pride and you feel like I'm not going to do that because I'm called to do X or Y or Z. So listen, in my case, I've been walking with God for 25 years, actually August 27th, which is coming up. August 27th, 1995, I gave my life to Christ. So August 27th coming up is going to be 25 years for me walking with God. And over this span, the Lord has transitioned me uh, because we live our lives out in times and seasons, levels and stages. So I've been through several times and seasons and levels and stages. And every time that God spoke to me about the next season or the next level or the next stage, I was quick to get excited, right? I believe I receive. Um, but then I had to learn how to temper that excitement to the point where I can just rely on God's timing. Because just because God revealed it, it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen right away. And one of the hardest lessons that I have had to learn, like personally, and believe me, it's still hard to this day, is not to get out ahead of God. When David got to the palace, he was 17 years old. I mean, so when he got to the palace, in his youthful exuberance, I could have easily seen, seen him saying, hey, hey, Saul, what's up? Guess what? God anointed me to be your replacement. You know, if he had a little bit of Brooklyn in him, he'd be like, yo, sup, Saul? God anointed me to be your replacement. The same prophet who anointed you, Samuel, 
he anointed me. But David didn't do that. And I'm surprised. I mean, he, he tempered himself. Uh, he, he held back. He did not get out there ahead of God. And, and listen, I wish I could tell you that I was like David. I have made that mistake. I have gone out there ahead of God. I've said stuff before I was supposed to say it. I've done things before I was supposed to do it. I've gotten out ahead of God several times. And God has corrected me several times. And it's been painful. Sometimes it's been embarrassing. And so what I'm saying is you got to learn how to discern God's timing and not get out ahead of God. Because if you do, like me, it's going to be painful and it may be embarrassing. And then you have to like go back and say, well, that wasn't God. That was me. And listen, at the end of the day, God is gracious. You're still going to become who it is that God called you to be, but it's only going to happen in his timing. And it takes humility to submit to God's timing. It takes humility to submit to the process. Although God calls you to do it, you, first of all, you know that you didn't earn it. And you also have to accept the fact that in many cases, you can't make it happen. God is going to make it happen. You can't get out there and try to force it. You can't get out there and try to make it happen. If you try to make it happen, you're going to create something that you're going to regret later. That's what Abraham did. Abraham and Sarah, 13 years into it, oh, this is taking too long. They tried to make something happen. And now, boom, they had a baby. And, and that baby you know, has caused a rift and they're still dealing with, still dealing with this thing thousands of years later. Don't tr try to make something happen until God releases you to go out there and walk in it. Just remain humble and wait. That's what the series is about. Faith and patience. So, so God's gift, you know, meaning his grace on your life will make room for you. That's Proverbs 18 and 16. And when it does, when, when God's grace brings you before great men, listen, don't rush it. Just, just know that when you're ready, God will release you. But until then, you got to be humble and you got to be patient. The Lord will expose you to people today that will prepare you for your tomorrow. He is actually grooming you in order for you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. But unfortunately, many believers get so fixated on the big thing that they fail to focus on the thing that's in front of them right now. Now, like I told you when we were studying the life of Joseph, this may not be the thing. Look at me. What you're focused on right now may not be the thing. But if it's not the thing, then it's the thing getting you ready for the thing. So you got to be, you got to learn to focus on the little, even things that you consider to be little. Because the Bible teaches us in Luke 16 and 10, that if you are not faithful over little, God can't trust you with much. And, and the challenge is you got to be faithful. You got to be faithful. David had to be faithful over the harp. David, David had to be faithful as an armor bearer. Hey, go get me some coffee. Yes, sir. David had to be faithful over every level and every stage. And if you're faithful over the thing that's in front of you right now, then this will be the thing that leads to the thing. And then that thing will lead to the next thing. And then that thing will lead to the next thing. And if you're faithful over your today, I'm telling you, God will lead you into your tomorrow. But it will not happen until the right time. There's a time, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, a time and a season for everything. And everything is going to happen in your life. When, Rick? At just the right time. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I trust this message was a blessing to you, especially the humility part. That's something that we all need to remember from time to time. Open up your mouth and say this. Say, Father, you have opened doors for me that I could have never opened for myself. You bring me before great men and women in order to prepare me for what you've destined me for. Now, I will maximize every moment. I will be ready to observe and receive everything you want to deposit in my life. Wisdom is transferred by association. 
So as you bless me to associate with great people, greatness is deposited inside of me. I know you are preparing me today for my tomorrow. So I declare that I will maximize every season of my life. So I'm ready for the next in your timing. I remain humble. I remain focused. Every day, Father, I get incrementally closer to your overall expected end for my life. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and then you can put in your email address. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day, and you'll get that for free. So listen, go into this day focused on the thing that's right there in front of you. It may not be the thing, but it's the thing that will lead to the next thing, <laughs> and that thing will lead to the next thing. Be humble. Be focused. Don't get out there ahead of God. I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. It could be painful. It can be embarrassing. Just take it from me. Humble yourself. And if you do, God will exalt you. But it will only happen in his season, in due season. So I love you. God loves you more. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat and share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I will not see you tomorrow morning, but I'll see you the day after that. All right. I love you. God bless you. Have an amazing day.